ATV and UTVs have become more popular over the years as more roadways become legal to drive on. However, to enjoy this recreational activity, you also need to be safe. So far this year, there have been 11 fatalities due to ATV UTV crashes. I'm Charity Seebecker with the Midwest Farm Report. Wisconsin DNR Recreation Warden Nick Webster says while there can be a wide array of causes for these, one of the top leading causes is alcohol consumption. He provides insight into why these fatalities are happening and trends that he's seen over the years. From year to year, we have you know a, a general fluctuation. You know, from year to year, it's pretty normal. You know, this year we had three fatalities that were dealing with ice conditions when it was still early, you know, in January, February. Where last year in 2022, you know, that first part of the season, we didn't have any real ice issue-related fatalities. So, I mean, there's just from year to year general factors that'll change, but there has been a general trend of an increase. Where are these accidents happening? Is it on roads, trails, on farms? You know, what is that relationship between how these vehicles are being used? So we're seeing a number of fatalities occurring on the roadways, being on you know a route or even a non-route. A lot of our fatalities do occur under some illegal operation, you know, on the roadways. This year we've got you know a kind of a, a split to date. It's split half and half between the road and the public trail, and then you sprinkling a, a couple with the frozen lake and private property use. So then what is the main cause of these accidents that you're seeing? Like, who's at fault? Is it the ATV drivers themselves or the drivers on the road? You know, lack of knowledge, even the age of these people who are driving? What trends have you been seeing over the years? The incidences that we have on the roadway between a ATV or UTV and a motor vehicle are, are really... Um, a small amount of our fatalities in a given year. We don't see that many ATV, UTV versus motor vehicle crashes. The ones that we do see, unfortunately, those are generally more, the ATV or UTV operator is generally more at fault. Either they're not yielding the right of way, crossing the road, they're maybe not looking as they leave a stop sign, watching for traffic. We have seen a number of issues lately where Somebody just goes out to get their mail and they turn to come back across the road and they don't look and they get struck. So unfortunately, if you're looking at a trend on the roadway, when you're talking motor vehicle versus wreck vehicle, generally speaking, the wreck vehicle has been more likely to be at fault. Our biggest factors year to year, alcohol use is virtually almost always number one in causes of our fatalities. After that comes you know excessive speed and careless operation. Our wardens, I just I looked at the numbers, and last year our wardens made roughly 190 arrests for operating under the influence of an intoxicant with an ATV or UTV. Now that's up quite a bit. The three years prior to that, 1920-21, we kind of bounced in that 135 a year to 190. That's a big jump, but we still did see a lot of OWI-related fatalities. And also another thing I'd really like people to know is as an investigator, I mean, it's by far, I can't stress enough, a helmet and seatbelts are the, the number one and number two things that are going to really make a difference between me getting a phone call for an investigation and not getting a phone call. I mean, just for an example, last year, we had one fatality where somebody was wearing a helmet. And of the 21 fatalities last year, the other 20 were not wearing helmets. Of those 21 fatalities, we know for certain that 18 of them had uh, 
you know, alcohol on board or an intoxicant on board impairing their driving. And it's it's really common for somebody to, to use a UTV or an ATV as a as a tool, just like they would a tractor. But, you know, of the fatalities I see that I'm investigating, say, well, half are on the road, half are off the road. You know, of the ones that are off the road, I'd say maybe even more than half of those are people that just jump on the machine. They're going to go a little ways or maybe um, grandma and grandpa, they're going to go back in the back 40 and check something out or they're going to go check cattle. And they don't throw on that seatbelt, and they very rarely throw on a helmet. And then the machine tips over, and then they, they fall out and get crushed. If you want to break it down by age, I was looking at some of the statistics. You know, In 2022, we had a total of 21 fatalities. 15 of those 21 were over the age of 50. Only five of those fatalities were in an age group of where they were required to have ATV safety. And that's jumped up over the years. So, you know, anybody born after January 1st of 88 needs to take ATV safety if they want to be operating in a, basically in a public space. So you got 35 year olds out there and younger that need to have ATV safety. That user group that are required to take ATV safety and have taken ATV safety are generally our smallest portion of the fatalities that occur. So we'd see a, a huge change in the safety of those individuals, you know, out on the trails, out on private property, and the such. How has the technology and manufacturing of these vehicles affected the amount of accidents happening? Whether that's recalls or do newer models have different safety features today? You know, I haven't seen a, a huge influx in uh, safety standards that change from year to year. Um, you know, all of our UTVs have a roll bar system that's, you know, capable of protecting the operator in a general crash. You know, as far as an investigator myself, I go to a lot of these fatalities. And if I could see just a couple things that would make a world of difference of somebody being able to make it through an incident that they don't expect to occur, you know, a crash. Just wearing that seatbelt and wearing that helmet makes a world of difference. When if you look at safety standards on, on these machines and how they're how these machines are changing throughout the years, um, those are important. You know, we want to be making these machines safer. But, you know, of the crashes that we're investigating, operator error, operator decisions are by far the leading factor in, in these fatalities occurring. What are the trends showing this year compared to past years as ATV and UTV traffic continues to increase? You know, it's becoming more of the norm now, I guess. Are there numbers yeah. you can share of the amount of drivers that are out there compared to the past. With a motor vehicle, if you're going to drive a car, you got to have a driver's license. Now we still have a huge portion of the public that don't need ATV safety to be out there. So the specific number of drivers is a, is a hard one to track. But the opportunities to operate is one that we do kind of have an, a little bit of an idea about. You know, so you know, we've had several thousand miles of trails throughout the state, and that's been fluctuating up and down, but generally staying roughly the same for the last. 10, 15 years or better. But the one factor that has changed a lot is the number of routes, road routes. So just a, for a point of reference, 2012 was the first year UTVs were registered in the state. And at that point in time, we had roughly, give or take, 5,000 miles of road routes in the state. Now, fast forward 10 years later, we are looking at roughly 50,000 miles of road routes in the state. And that's a huge increase. You know, four to five years, we've seen kind of an explosion of road routes across the state. 
What feedback have you heard or received from traditional vehicle operators regarding having to share the road then with ATV and UTVs now that it is more common? I haven't heard a lot lately um, feedback. The one factor that the general motoring public is going to notice is that, you know, where we do have road routes, generally those speed limits for the ATVs and UTVs is set at 30 to 35 miles an hour. You know, so if the motoring public is traveling at 45, 55 miles per hour on a given road, um, they're going to notice that they're going to have to slow down for that that ATV or that group of ATVs or UTVs, uh, much like they would a piece of farm implement. So, you know, in some of your more rural areas, you know, a good example would be the Driftless area in the southwest part of the state. Um, You know, they may have to sit kind of behind that machine for a while to have a safe spot to pass. But, you know, it's like I say, it's very, very similar to what they would be seeing with a, a piece of a farm implement going down the road as well. Do accidents that you're seeing happen more at a certain time throughout the year when it comes to ATV and UTVs, or is it kind of sporadic? That may be, you know, a, a statistic we could look into as far as maybe that's a reason why we're starting to see some fatalities um, increase in a given year because with the newer technology in the upgrades in the UTVs, you know, the last number of years, it's far more common to see a UTV out there with doors, with heat, windshield wipers, air conditioning, basically like a, a small Jeep, you know. And so, you know, looking at some of our statistics over the last couple years, we're seeing a consistent number of these fatalities spread out through a given year. So where before most of these occurred in your summer time frame where it was nice out, people would be out riding. Now we're seeing fatalities occurring, you know, in the winter and in, in the, the border seasons as well. That was Wisconsin DNR Recreation Warden Nick Webster. This summer, make the safety of you and your passengers a top priority by riding sober, using your seatbelt, and using extra caution. From the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Charity Seebecker.